as God intended. Let's go. Welcome aboard. Aloha and welcome. It's so good here to be with you on another Q&A session with the Healing Homies. Tonight we got Nicola Burnett. Nicola, why don't you say Hey, what's up? What's up? Ooh, what's up? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm looking forward <laughs> to finding out. And we got Dr. J with us. Hey, hey, Dr. J, what do you say? Hey, Coming to you from freezing Florida today. <laughs> is is that why it looks all white in the background right there? Yeah, it's a it's a whopping fifty six degrees. We are cold. Cold. That's why I've never seen you in a jacket. So that would explain that right there. <laughs> all bundled up, and our brother Dr. Brian Artis is floating around somewhere in the ether. We'll see if he's going to join us at some point. But if he doesn't, we love him anyway, and we'll see him next week. All right, here we got a. I think a really good uh, show. We have some, we've looked at a few of the questions, got some really good questions for today's show for everybody. Um, just really excited to keep this going. I mean, this Q&A session is really, really working for everybody. So please remember to keep sending in your questions. Go to Looking for Healing Radio, the show page on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Fill out your question and we will do our best to answer it. What we're doing to make sure we do get to every question ultimately is we're going back in time and answering questions. Uh, so if uh, you submit one uh, this coming week uh, or today, if you want to get a prize, there's no prize. But if you want to get a prize, uh, then what will happen is um, you'll get um, your question answered eventually. And it might be a few shows down the road because we get a lot of great questions coming in, but we'll get to it. Now, uh, when you do submit a question in, make sure you give us some detail on it and, and get to the question right away, too. But give us a little detail, a little what we give us some information on it. Um, and we really are loving the questions where people are just asking about your amazing body, just to clarify something and how it works or something. I mean, those kind of things. We love those. So please send those in. Um, now, today we want to go through and find out what did we talk about this week? Uh, Nicola, I think you had a replay this week. I don't. We don't know which one that is. So um, why don't you tell us and give us a little sneak peek at your show next week? Well, I'm in the middle of doing a series, and the series is on communication. And the tie-in there that I've been moving with is um, related to back to detox. Just my observation of when clients do a lot of uh, detox and they start to change a lot, then things start to change in their life. <laughs> and most of the time they're very unexpected things and they're put in situations they never thought they would be put in. And so as a result of that, they're having to kind of confront and deal and face these things. And when they do, First and foremost, you know, communication, right, is what's involved in managing those. And so um, I've been doing a four-part series. I didn't plan on it being four-part, but when I started it, uh, I started with a description of what I've seen with clients and how this kind of rolls over and how it shows up with detox. And then I went into, now I'm going into um, aspects of healthy communication, 
um, and what that looks like. And just the fact that communication is something that we need to learn. It needs to be modeled for us. We need to study it. We need to learn it, take a course, read a book. Um, I, I know that I did. Uh, when my first marriage ended, I realized I sat down and went, oh my gosh, wow. I'm not sure how I got here. I'm not sure how this happened, but I know I was 50% responsible. And so I really need to take a hard look at myself and what what happened here. And so when I did that and dove in, I realized that I did not have the best, they weren't the worst, but wasn't the best skills of communication. And then I realized my husband at the time didn't either. And I don't blame him and I don't blame me. It's just, you know, we were young and I really started thinking back to, did I even have any role models, adults around me in my life? And I really didn't. Um, the first person that I really had that pointed that out to me was a gentleman that I dated um, after my divorce was complete. And he started, you know, really shoving that back right in my face. And boy, that was painful and it was hard, but what a gift. And so I jumped in and started working on, you know, um, aspects of how do you create healthy interactions and healthy communication which creates healthy relationships, which translates into health in the body or not being healthy in the body. If you don't have healthy dynamics of communication, which creates a healthy relationship. So that's that's what uh, I've been talking about. You know what's interesting? And what you said is the, the, the necessity for personal introspection and mm-hmm. accountability to improve communication. Like you have yeah. to acknowledge what it is, but you have to do the introspection to really figure out, well, what is, I'm involved in this all the time. Cause I, I just did this same kind of thing with myself um, in December. And I was like, I keep having the same thing coming up. It's the same mm. thing. And the only commonality is me. So what am I doing <laughs> yeah. in this process? Right. To do it. And, and, you know, and, and it, and it was really insightful, but it's uh, it's fun to sit down with yourself and kind of figure out because you can change the frequency and vibration of your entire life through these conversations that you have with yourself, the communication. Yeah. Like I think that for a lot of people, what I've seen over the years is the first place where the communication has to improve is the internal dialogue you know, yeah. that we have oh, yeah. with ourselves, you know, and, and one of the things I like to check in with, with people is, is the internal dialogue that you're having with yourself, very loving, you know, mm-hmm. are you beating yourself up? Are you judging yourself? Are you putting yourself down? Are you in your head, you know, embracing defeat before you've even explored what's going on, you know, cause that's where so many of the problems really seem to come up. So folks, make sure you check out this series. How many more parts are there in the series? Uh, two more. I'm actually started. Yeah, I was the show that was supposed to upload that mysteriously um, (laughs) went into the wrong place and couldn't be found. But uh, that was the the first part of we were talking about previous show was um, healthy communication and what Mm -hmm. that is like, you know, like using I statements and things of that nature. And this one was about a lot of the unconscious um, aspects that we typically as humans can fall into very unconsciously like projection, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's a big one. Um, 
it's just as three an example. Fingers so right back at you in there. Whenever you point that finger, yeah. you're always three pointing right back at you. Yep. And I love what you said about the internal dialogue. That's so very important um, because if you can't, just like anything else, if you can't practice it with yourself, you're not going to be able to practice it with other people. And hence, you know, we come back to watch your thoughts, right? Every thought is a prayer. So, yeah. Yeah. So One of the things I've been checking in a lot with people on is, um, is do they use, uh, do they speak in the affirmative with hate? You say, I hate this. Even if people use it unconsciously in little ways, you know, I hate when that happened. I hate, I hate when this goes on. I hate when I, you know, but if you're doing that, you are channeling that frequency into your experience and into your body and therefore into your health. Yeah. It's such an important thing to really, I think, rid yourself of is like, yeah, definitely. And as practitioners, I think you guys would all agree two things. Number one uh, I sit and I will, when I first meet a client, we have quite a long session because I'm getting to know them, going over their health forms, things of that nature. And I just listen to them talk and I will just make notes the whole mm-hmm. time and write in quotes verbatim what they say. And then when they're done, I'll come back and verbatim say, so what you said was a quote, and then we kind of go into touching upon what you just talked about, Henry. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I'm sure you guys see, and and actually um, Brian talked about this last week when we were on, he mentioned it. Every single, I think it was cancer we were talking about. Every, I think it was, didn't he say every single- One toxic relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, and I've had the same experience, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure you guys have too. So, we we never give enough credence to the emotional component of disease creation. You know, we we always limit it to this pollution, this toxin, this thing that you took, this thing you know, this thing that happened, you did. And it's like, well, the thing that's happening that we do do all the time is emotion. The thing that with how mm-hmm. we that's happening at I, I, I challenge people, Nicola, to go, hey, tell me one thing that you've ever, that's ever happened to you in your entire life that was completely devoid, absent of emotion. Tell me that one thing that it is. It's never going to be. Yeah. And and I've had some people try getting, you know, everybody tries to get cute. You know, well, I'm going to prove <laughs> you wrong. You know, all that kind of nonsense. And I was like, they, somebody said something once and I was like, well, before you answer, let me help you out with this. The absence of emotion is still emotion. Right. right. Absolutely. So, or, or, right. Yeah. It's still, it's an emotion for sure. Right. Now we can be talk about different frequencies and diff- different things like that, but it still comes down to our interpretation of emotion. It's like, you know, we want to label things as good and bad and right. You know, and all this other stuff, but it's like one of the things that we have the power of is perception. And you have the power to perceive what's going on. And this is this whole thing that we do. I know all of us do it. When we help people when, they are, when they're ready for this, to start reframing. Like, right. look, look, you've been through hell. I was just doing this with some of my students before we came on. Um, you know, we were having a heart-to-heart moment, you know, and, and my heart-to-heart moment with them was just straight up. You know, you are involved in self-judgment right now, you know, and there's only one judge and mm-hmm. you aren't that yeah. judge. So why don't you give yourself 
the freedom of laying down that trouble, that burden. You don't need to carry judgment for yourself or anyone else. And how about we explore a little forgiveness for ourselves, a little grace, a little mercy, a little, hey, we're all just beings of light spinning around on this beautiful planet, hurling through space, you know, trying to trying figure, to figure out, it out. What, what, <laughs> what are we here? Well, right. We're doing the best we can. Right. Yeah. If you right. woke up today, it means you did something right. You know, something, something <laughs> true. <right>. And, <laughs> so, and, and all those positive moments need to be like affirmed and, and the positive words. I, I, I really like what you said about not using the word hate. I, I agree with that. I feel like our words are so powerful and what it does to the rest of our body and everybody around us. Mm-hmm. I actually raised my children. I told them they couldn't, I didn't want them. I didn't forbid them. I didn't want them to say, I hate, or I, you know, mm-hmm. or I want, you can say, I like this, or I don't like this, or this is how I feel about it. But it, it, it helped them understand better, but it also kept them from being kind of bratty. Right. right. <laughs> Right. What a beautiful direction by a mom to say, we don't, we don't use this phrase, you know, mine it's, with it's just unnecessary. Right. I, well, right. It, and it, so it, in doing so, I didn't say those yeah. things. So yeah, they're going to look nice to me model. and I'm using them. Right. So. You got, Cause you got to catch yourself when you, oh, well, I just did what I told you not to do. Okay. I got to catch myself. Well, I was very careful not to eat yeah. anything. I didn't want them to eat, not to say anything. I didn't want them to say it was really, it was really fun actually. Yeah. <laughs> Works, yeah, it keeps, it, it keeps you on your conscious. It keeps you on your toes too, you know. So it's a constant mm-hmm. check-in. Like with my son, it was uh, always, "Don't ever say you're sorry." I, mm-hmm. I I refuse to allow anyone to say they're sorry around me. You know, I don't care if it's just a little bump or something like you know, you bump shoulders or something. I, I'm sorry. No, you're not. There's nothing sorry about you. You are a being of light. You are a gift into this world. There is nothing sorry about you. Now, if you want to say I apologize. That's fine. You can say I apologize. I like and that. You, and then like you can tell me what you're apologizing for so mm-hmm. I can decide whether or not to absolve you of that. That's the energy. That's how it, it all works. I apologize for bumping into you. Okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. No worries. Right. And yeah. this is this is the beautiful thing that we do. But then when people say I'm sorry, what they're saying is I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. And it starts creating a different energy signal, energy field within so that, true. that ultimately leads into what we see throughout our culture right now, which is people apologizing for things that they didn't do wrong. And I, you know, I'm on the phone with people, you know, you're on, on the phone, these little conversations, bank, you know, or something like that. And, you know, and somebody's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, stop, stop. Hold on. Please do me one favor. Please stop apologizing for things that you didn't do wrong. You have enough burdens. You don't need to manufacture them as if to, to pose as some example of virtuosity. We don't need to do that with each other, right? You didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. We're just working together to solve a little stupid problem that, that will be done. And we won't even remember that we did this, right? But this is, so I'll be, I'll be checking out. You know, you're checking out at the grocery store and, you know, he's carrying, getting a little chit chat started and then something mm-hmm. doesn't go right. And and the teller would be like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, come here. Hold on. I'm, I've actually held people's hands. You know, you just reach out and I don't even realize it. I'm turning into a grandpa right now. You know, we just, <laughs> just so like, you're like, baby, 
baby, I don't want you to say that no more, okay? Now let me tell you why I don't want you to say that no more. I want you to understand this. I want you to get really good at it, baby, now. You know what I mean? Then, I'm, then I catch myself, I'm like, I am grabbing a stranger's hand right now and comforting. This is a little weird. Okay, don't make it weird. Just stay in this voice. Okay, now I'm going to, you see the gray hairs? I'm not hitting on you. Nothing like that. Okay, no, I'm just having a, I'm a grandpa. Okay, I'm going to be one day pretty soon. So I just want you to know, and it, and now you have a good day. Okay, we good? Okay, good. All right, now, you know what I'm saying? And you just have yeah. this whole moment. And I'll be walking <laughs> out that. afterwards. And I'm like, did I just do? What was that? You know, but. You know, that was love. Well, it was it? We I want to I want to be able to say that. What did you do with your life? I embraced people. You know what I mean? Like that we let each other know it's all right. It doesn't have to be this hard thing. We're all exhausted. These last four years of darkness have been ridiculous. We're all exhausted. It's all right. The good people, the lights have shone, and the lights are still shining. Let's be lights for right. each other. Right. And make it a little bit easier with each other. Like you didn't disappoint me. You have, you have no idea how much you would have to do to disappoint me. And even then you have no idea how quickly I would forgive you because I just don't like carrying that stuff for me. Right. You know what Good I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, yeah. like this, this is the, this is this new teaching that, cause I, what I'm feeling right now off of that trip we did Dr. J up to Sedona, you know, what I'm feeling right now is the age of enlightenment is about to start again. You know, like we were really hitting some major great things in the 1880s. We were we were about to take flight. And they, yeah. the powers that be said, uh-uh, we have to control this. We have to profit off this. We're greedy. They're just these dark creatures, you know, stepped in. But we're at this precipice right now where everybody's had enough. Right. And we're ready to start exploring what enlightenment really is this age of enlightenment we've been in the information age now we're going to step into this age of enlightenment but we have to have certain basic interactions with each other and i think one of the most basic interactions we can have with each other is to be graceful towards each other like hey it's all right if i'm having a bad day i'm not going to really get involved with people because i don't want to transmute that to places but if but if somebody's having a bad day and i see it i can say hi to them you know, I can have a conversation with them. If they're going to beat themselves up, I can encourage them to stop doing that or at least say every time they see me, they'll remember, don't do that with him, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay, yeah. everybody. It's Life is hard enough and we make it way harder than it, God ever meant it to be, right? But all we have to do with each other is be light with each other, you know, and everything gets a little bit easier. Dr. J, when we come back from the break, let's hear what you got. For this week, I'm going to share a little bit of my I got, but then let's get into all these great questions. I hope you all listening are enjoying conversations like this um, because we didn't know this was going to happen. It felt pretty good. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. I am too, yeah. actually. And I think they're important to um, to just talk about these things. These are the adult I think they're really conversations, helpful. right? Mm-hmm. These are the adult conversations. We, they we, are. These, this, these are the adult conversations we owe it to ourselves to keep having this, this is, these are the conversations we deserve. I'm so tired of the conversations about everything that's messed up in the world. I know it's messed up. I'm not ignoring it, everybody. I'm not trying to play Pollyanna and pretend it doesn't exist. No, I'm actively going up, up with it. But I don't want to spend all every minute of my existence exploring the darkness and negativity. I want to spend the majority of my life exploring the joy and light and love and logic and everything else because that is so much more fulfilling you know yeah. 
Amen. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Well, let's come. Let's go pay the bills or something around here so we can keep talking before the FCC <laughs> decides to kick us off. And uh, we'll be right back with more Living for Healing right here right after these messages. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. All right, healers, aloha, and welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Let's go right over to Dr. J, who's being so wonderfully patient. It's a, it's a trait so often overlooked in our society, but she was just so patient and graceful, not getting annoyed at all that we were talking and talking and talking. Dr. I J. love it. I enjoy everything. You see what I'm saying? You see why everybody loves this woman? You guys that's, are amazing. No, that's it's genuine. Good. That's genuine, Dr. J, right <laughs> there. That's that's what what does Brian call you? I don't know. Queen Bee. <clears throat> Queen Bee, yeah. Or Mother Bee. Queen Bee, I think. Mother Mother Nature. That's right. Mother, Mother Nature. Yeah. Something to do with nature. Something. But anyway. I'll Dr. take J. it. Whatever it is, I'll take it. What did you start talking about this week? What were you sharing with our wonderful audience? So this week I am continuing our Mama Bear series. And I I wasn't sure how many of these I'm going to do, but I literally think I could go for the rest of the year doing Mama Bear series because there's so many amazing moms out there. I'm just in awe of them. And even the ones I knew were great and I'm doing these interviews with them, like I'm just even more impressed with them. So We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, there's lots to talk about, but I'm really enjoying this uh, series. Um, so I I did have um, an interview lined up and something happened to me that I thought, well, I'm going to um, wait and save that interview for next week because uh, I had in my own mama bear experience. And I thought, I, I want to share this with people. I want to share like what happens when your child gets very, very sick and you go into this mode where there's nothing more important and there's nothing you wouldn't do to, to help figure it out. So my youngest son, who is a very healthy 24 year old, um, very great shape and, um, very, um, conscious eater. And, and he's, you know, is active. He went down hard. Um, and it was scary. And so I have to, you know, just remind myself, be calm. And then what do I need to do? and take, I took copious notes, asked him lots of questions. And, you know, we've done this before. He's 24. He's been sick before, but, um, I wanted, it was all, you know, my main focus was to help him. And so I wanted just to 
talk to talk to other moms and um, grandmoms and people out there because we've all been a little panicked at times when, okay, I haven't seen this particular illness before in my child and what do I do? So one of the best things I suggested was connect with somebody else, right? Don't do this alone. Don't freak out by yourself. So um, <laughs> freak out with the group. <laughs> well, I, I reached out to a couple of people. One was an ER doc, right? They see emergency things all the time. Um, and one was another mom um, who was just a powerful woman. And so I'm like, okay, we got this. And then, you know, who else I contacted you guys? Like, I'm like, Hey, this is happening. Like what? Because I didn't want to miss anything. And you guys gave some like really good tips. Like, Oh yeah, that's right. I, I had forgotten about that. I'm going to try this. And, um, but one of the reasons why I'm sharing this and why I took copious notes, um, is because I'm concerned about this being um, something other people might have to deal with. I, I'm not sure. And it was right on the heels of the World Economic Forum saying, disease X, it's, you know, it's been looming. It's, and they treat us like fools, right? Like literally fools in this, I'm reading this article and it's like, oh, Nipah and SARS and COVID and Ebola, like they're all mushing together and, you know, viral soup and animals. And it's going to transfer to people any day now. We're preparing and we're making vaccines. Like I just, well, I had just read that. And then he experiences this and he had the symptoms of all the things they say are going to happen. Fever, the vascular headaches, the um, the aches to you couldn't even stand up or walk. It was very, very severe for such a healthy young man. So I, I hit it hard and I, I did read that article again because I just, you know, they're telling you stuff. So I, I had all these wonderful natural remedies and they worked, they worked. So of course they did. And, you know, prayer, power of prayer and speaking positive, like we talked about before saying positive words. And he, he knows about that too. He's like, uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling better, right? <laughs> what hurts? Okay. This hurts, but it's better than before. And I know I'm going to get better. So, you know, there was that too. Um, but anyway, it was um it's good to to jump in and, and be a mama bear for for my son. He's a he's a grown up, so he doesn't often need that kind of help, but he needed my help and I was there. So that I wanted just to encourage other moms when their kiddos get sick and you don't know what it is, you've never experienced it before, don't panic. There's lots of avenues for help. And yeah, there are. And you know what what's fun? I gotta imagine that while the circumstances are not ideal. It does feel really good to have your 24-year-old baby boy reach out to mama. I need my mama. That's going to yeah. feel a little good, too. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. Well, because moms always want to be of service. You know, most right. you know, Nurturing. For their right. kids first, right? That's what being a mama is. So, yeah. Uh, trust me when, for, for these questions, these big questions. Like, I love that they... We have that trust, so it feels good. Yeah, special, right? Special. That's what, that's what happens when you love somebody and you show it for a long time. What was your show about, <laughs> Uh I did a show, like right now I'm uh, I'm fasting while we're recording this. So when you hear this, I will have broken my fast, um, I think. I might, I might go a little bit longer. Sometimes I go a little longer. But usually I do about 72 hours, you know, uh, fasting. And this one's a little interesting right now that it's, taken me a little bit longer to get into um, the peak levels of autophagocytosis and get into deeper into ketosis than it normally does. So we'll see what tomorrow brings. 
Um, but um, feel really good and did a show on fasting. And, and one of the things I wanted to get across to everyone in the show was the importance of understanding cleansing and fasting are two different things that synergize beautifully. You know, we oftentimes hear, hear in the public, people go, you know, they, it's like kind of like people talk about natural medicine and say, oh, you're a homeopath. And it's like, no, I, I use homeopathy, but I'm not a homeopath. You know what I mean? It's just a little small misunderstanding, really. But um, I wanted to get into people like when you're when you're talking about the use of the healing sciences, which is a term I'm going to be using a lot more. I want to, I'm tired of everybody talking about the healing arts, arts that are incredibly subjective you know, and that's not what we do. It's not that subjective. There's a lot of love in it and there's a lot of artistry in it for sure. But we practice the healing sciences. And what we do is we understand how God has designed the body and the, um, and the and all the way down to the cell level and even deeper. We're going even deeper than that now. And how all, everything that's in God's you know, pharmacopoeia is beautiful. It, it just has this incredible purpose and this incredible multi-level effect. So, you know, when we're talking about healing sciences, it's about how do you harmonize with what already is there because the body is invariably, without any debate, um, designed to heal itself. So how do we work with those innate mechanisms? And when you get into cleansing, um, and then fasting, what you're doing is saying, I understand how you work, and now I'm working in harmony with you. I understand that if I were to proceed and put fasting before cleansing, I'm helping cells by fasting heal themselves, but those cells very well may be polluted still with waste. So it makes sense to clean the waste out first and then give the cells an additional opportunity to finalize their healing, which they're designed to do. I mean, I still, it blows my mind that people don't know the work of Walter Longo, you know, when it comes to fasting and how he's proven conclusively that fasting is more effective than chemotherapy. I mean, I know people, folks, and it's free. That's the thing that's really, really cool about it. I mean, the thing that I'm trying to get across to people, because everybody's so much about, give me a pill, give me a pill. I got to spend money to be healthy. Maybe because there's a lot of pollution and bioweapon crap that you come in contact with, but the best medicines are free. You know, the best medicines are free. And my thing that I ask people now, when they start approaching me, well, what should I take? It's like, okay, well, have you taken vitamin sun? Have you taken vitamin sleep? Have you taken vitamin fasting? Have you taken vitamin exercise? Have you taken vitamin prayer? Have you taken vitamin telling somebody I love you and hugging? Have you taken vitamin, you know, I mean, we can keep going down the line. Have you taken vitamin grounding and been out in nature and had some green space therapy? There's a whole bunch of free out there that is immensely effective. And when you put that together then with something that you purchase, now you have something special working. Now you have the right energies, the right frequencies, the right, right vibrations, the right, the right intention put together. And that's where we get back to that positive communication that we were talking about. You now have the opportunity 
and speak positively within yourself, you know? And I've only seen that work. That's what's so cool about what we talk with you all about here on Looking for Healing Radio. We've only seen it work. I have yet to see a situation where someone isn't better by practicing what we have been teaching you and what we practice in our own lives. You know, we don't do it because it doesn't work. <laughs> We're not trying. And I don't care if you believe me or not, that has no influence over my life whatsoever. Right. So, you know, I think the cool thing that about all of this, especially as it pertains to fasting, is it gives you an opportunity to explore your own discipline. You know, it gives you an opportunity to explore while your body is healing itself, just how disciplined you can be, which in this case is truly an expression of your love for yourself. You love yourself enough to let your body have the time it needs to heal up. And I'm going to tell you a little secret, y'all. I am the most productive that I ever am when I'm fasting. It is like I can't go build a house or nothing like that. I'll die. But um, I can sit down and get a lot of thoughts and a lot of things organized. And it's amazing. You know what blows me away, everybody? When you realize just how much time goes into food. Preparing, oh yes, right, cleaning up afterwards, chilling out afterwards because you like gotta digest, awesome. right? Yep. I mean, and, yep. then, and then you gotta get the motor revved one more time. I only eat once a day. Yeah, I couldn't imagine the amount of time that goes into eating three times a day. You know, and I know this is why a lot of people cut corners and go through drive-throughs and stuff like that. But, you know, it's still the same, it's still the same deal. Like there's so much time and energy that goes into eating. So imagine giving yourself once a month, three days off from that process where your body is going into its most advanced state of healing and you get to become the most productive you're going to be in that month because that's what fasting is. And if you're somebody that's a GSD person like me, you don't know what GSD stands for, I'm going to give you the PG version of it. Get stuff done. All right. If you're a get stuff done <laughs> person like me, then you will love, absolutely love fasting. It's just, it's the perfect medicine. And how cool is it? The perfect medicine is doing nothing. I agree. You know? Right. Yeah, I agree. And also, do you, Henry, do you guys notice that when you, one of my favorite things about um, cleansing, and fasting in general is that I don't need to sleep as much. I can sleep five, six hours. Right on. I've got the energy of just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And you when form, you do sleep, like do you find army. that you have better dream? Like your dreams are much more vivid and much yes, more very, lucid. Yes, and remember them. Like the whole thing and is I get a lot, lot of, of get a lot of communication comes through in the dreams. Just answers, information. It's awesome. You think, you think we all alone? You tripping. Clarity. It's amazing. Yes. I said it was euphoric. Like the grass is yes. yes, yes, yes. Now more like oh, and the smells. Everything yeah. lovely. Oh. And just everything heightens. It's really magical. You know, and then when you do eat again, like this is the thing I, I wanted to. I got across to people in this uh, uh, in in that episode too was. How do you know when your body's ready to fast? I've talked to so many people about this, and this is the one commonality I keep hearing over and over again. When food doesn't taste as good as you think it should, or you're used to, right? 
and when nothing really is exciting you about eating like you know you're not you know like you'll think when you're when you don't need to fast like you'll have a thought of a dish you want to make or something like that you know and you're just like oh i can't wait to make that that's going to be delicious right when you're when yeah. your body is telling you it's time to fast you'll have that thought about that same food which is delicious but you just won't be excited you'll be like mm, eh, i don't care if i make that or not tonight i don't that's when yeah. your body's saying hey go ahead i need i've got a little bit of stuff accumulated i need to do some self healing right so mm-hmm. just go ahead and not eat for a couple of days let me get this all set up and you'll know that your body is healing because you start smelling things and you're like, man, that smells good. Yeah. Man, I, can't, well, I can't wait to tell her. I got some vegan cheese right now. Y'all sitting in the refrigerator, staring at me, screaming at me right now, going, eat me. Every time I open up the refrigerator, go put some water to get some more water. I look at it. It looks at me. It's like, you know, you want me. I do, <laughs> I do now. I really do want you. You know, so that's how you know. You now. Right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Let's get one question in before we can just keep talking. (laughs) Let me, let me, let's get one question in here. Oh yeah. Questions. One question. But yeah. Oh yeah. We got questions. We got to work. We got to work for a living, right? Here's (laughs) the first question. Only question this segment, then we'll do a rapid fire on the next one. Okay. Here we go. This is a good one for you. And I think this is going to go for all of us. We'll all just answer this one. We have about, about three or four minutes left in the segment. Um, This is from Liam. It's a good question. Which foods are most alkaline? Can you name a few, please? And thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for the question, Liam. Nico, let's go to you first. Uh, top three out al- uh, al- foods that you are say that you say are really alkaline or really alkalized. Well, I mean, the first place I go to is fruits and vegetables. Just in general, that's kind of a obvious no brainer, I guess. Um, well, I know what I wouldn't say. Don't go to meat. <laughs> meat is not alkalizing at all. don't go to meat and soda and sugar. (laughs) So um, it's, you know, really when you, it's a simple answer. When you think about it, all the foods that would be classified or considered healthy, majority of them are also going to be alkalizing. So that's kind of the, the, the quick answer, I guess, or the most obvious answer. And throw in organic as well. Oh, organic. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I don't even think about it. I'm glad yeah, we don't. We, we all are like, because we all it's are just, just like. It's organic. like, it's not even an option to not eat organic. I mean, that that's just, you don't even have to talk about that. So, but other people don't think the way we think maybe yet today. Yet. So I'm glad you yet. said that. All right. So organic, organic fruits and vegetables. Okay. Dr. J, what do you got for alkaline? Lemons, lemons, lemons. <laughs> lemons. One, two, and three. Lemons, lemons, lemons. Um, and if I had to go next, I would say watermelon. That's probably the most alkaline. Mm. Yeah. Lemons. And so those are, those are my go-to, but yes, I agree with you. Those fresh fruits and vegetables uh, um, with a couple little exceptions, I think maybe a plum isn't as, um, alkaline as some of the other fruits but it's still not acidic so um yeah i think you can't go wrong with fresh fruits for sure amen but you can't go wrong with coffee (laughs) wrong with coffee or black tea or yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um our mine is uh mine might be a little more nuanced but it's on this it's going to confirm what's been said um so at, at the energetic health institute we teach net effect ph a lot of people have taught ph over the years alkaline acid based upon what goes on outside the body and 
we teach based upon what goes on inside the body. What's the net effect when it's brought in? And lemons are a perfect example of this because lemons outside of the body are acidic, but they're alkalizing in the body. So you have to ask why. They're alkalizing inside the body because they bring with them bioflavonoids and, and minerals that are going to help the body engage its own redox systems within the cell to maintain a specific pH. All right. So that's, that's where you're going to get into um, alkalinity with lemons, for example. For us, what we've found is that there's no more alkalizing substance known to man than oxygen. That's our number one, right? Our number two, right? Because that's going to, that when you look at the um, gas exchange, especially in the red blood cell, you're going to actually see that when you bring in oxygen, your body actually makes bicarbonate, which is super alkalizing. So there's nothing more important for alkalizing oxygen. The second substance that we would point out is something with chlorophyll in, something that is green. Because when you bring chlorophyll in, what you're doing is you're essentially helping the body make heme subunits for the manufacture of red blood cells, which are going to bind the oxygen. So these are going to be the two most alkalizing substances that you can put in your body. So it's why we say eat something organic and green every day. And of course, where we are such big fans of air and why we do not like masks in general. That was a, that was a non-starter for me from day one. Now, yeah, on the fl- flip point. side of that, Nicola had mentioned sugar and meat. These are the most acidic, and especially if the meat is like confined animal feedlot meat, where it's ripe with tons of infections and maltreatment of the animal and, and everything, because emotion does retain in the tissues, and it retains in the tissues in the forms of neurotransmitter releases and hormone releases that stay in the meat at the time of the slaughter. So if the animal has been mistreated its entire life, what you're going to have is a tissue that is saturated with endorphins, uh, uh, adrenaline, noradrenaline, and a bunch of neurotransmitters. And you are going to feel what that animal felt when you ate it because our nervous systems work on the same principles. So when that animal is is mistreated, you're going to feel bad after you eat that meat. You're feeling what that animal felt. That's how it it transfers. Mm. there's, There's one interesting little caveat here. Um, that we teach in the school, and that is delayed food allergies. That something could be alkalizing for Nicola, alkalizing for Dr. Jenna, but acidic for me because my immune system doesn't like that food. So case in point, this was a sad one for me, saddest, saddest review of a report I ever did. Somebody was allergic to avocados. And I almost cried. Literally, oh. I had to like collect myself when I saw that because it wasn't just a little food allergy; it was ma- massive. and fast, so you can eat avocados again, right? right. And, we, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes, and sometimes that definitely works, and sometimes it doesn't. We haven't figured out the exact secret. Sometimes it's just your body's like, "Hey, I don't want, I don't want that right now." And right. immune systems will change every about seven, usually about every four to seven years. You have an immune system shift and. You find that things you couldn't eat before you can eat now. And there's other techniques that people um, have found success with in terms of clearing an AET, clearing, you know, a psychosomatic related kind of uh, um, immune response. But Liam, it's a beautiful question. And the question is so good because you're exploring how to keep yourself healthy. 
And so what I would encourage you to do, if you go and get my book, we have a whole chart that we've published in my book, uh, Energetic Health. In fact, if you want to get it for free, chapter five, where we have it published, you can go to energetichealthinstitute.org. Just sign up for our the, the, the book. You'll, you'll get the book as soon as you share your email address. And then um, you can download that PDF and you'll see in there a full chart of we've every category and, and the different intensities of alkalinity and acidity. And we base much of what we do on um, antioxidant content because antioxidants play a huge role in determining whether something is alkalizing or acidifying. And if it's alkalizing, I can promise you there's a bunch of antioxidants uh, in it. Yeah, that's right, another so, really good point. Right. So, yeah, we, I, 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 I had, had enough of that question. You know what I'm saying? We had a few years ago, we had people that were like challenging me on that stuff and talking a bunch of mess to me. So I was like, all right, let me lay this down for you. And that's where we came up with that. Oh, well, but go ahead, Dr. J. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I just said, side note, bee pollen is alkaline. Bam! And bee pollen for the wind, baby! I used wrong with bee pollen. Highest ORAC value of anything out there. We'll be right back, folks, with more Looking for Healing Radio, last segment, and just your questions right after these messages. Expert opinions, honest debate, and in-depth investigations are what you've come to expect from AmericaOutloud.news. We don't shy away from speaking the truth boldly and plainly. All that's missing is the propaganda that has infected legacy and social media. Get the best of down and dirty, wholesome American speak. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back. I think last week we answered the most questions we've answered, and now we're trying to answer the least questions we ever answered. So we're going to pick up the pace here for you right now in the last segment. We've got about a shorter segment, but uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the show so far. First question is going to come from Sophie. This is going to go to Dr. J. So she says, I have a question regarding red light therapy. Does it matter what device we use or will any red light lamp be good? Also, where should we be using it to help us heal from neuro issues post-vacs? What do you say, Dr. J.? Well, they're not all created equal, um, uh, so there's that. Uh, but you want to find a red light therapy, uh, Sophie, that 
uh, is between 660 and 850 nanometers for wavelength. And that's where the sweet spot is. That's where um, you can actually uh, really, the healing begins. It becomes, it gets deep into the, into the skin and you can start to feel where the skin and the tissues have been penetrated by the wavelength and you can start to heal. But I, I actually prefer wearing very little clothing, you know, get in, get in a bathing suit or something and let it go all over your body and you just rotate around. Mm -hmm. um, and more than, more than one light would be preferred, but if you only have one, that's okay. Uh, there's a couple of companies out there that do a really good job. Um, sauna, oh, I'm trying to remember, sauna space is one. Uh, do you guys know of some other companies uh, that are Myo Red? We've Myo been Red, really yeah. happy with them, and Huga, uh, we're happy with them as well. Perfect. Um, question, quick, quick follow up though. Um, what's the length of the session of a red light session? Do you recommend, Doctor J? I think it's different for everyone, but I I usually do ten minutes on each side, so yeah, forty minute that's, session. Yeah, and that's that's enough. That's plenty for the day, everybody. And we also do recommend washout days so that you don't do it seven days a week All right. either. Okay. Yes. All right. Very important, especially when you're trying to activate cytochrome C. All right, let's go up to uh, Sue says here in Q&A 21, uh, Dr. Ely mentioned Dr. Dan Goodnow and plasmologens that help uh, the body restore nerve cells. I understand Dr. Dan Goodnow has a product uh, he has a company called Prodrome Sciences, which are going to give the precursors for omega-3s and omega-9s. Can you please elaborate more on this topic? Okay, for elaboration, we would encourage you to go to Dr. Dan Goodenow's site. He has a beautifully uh, a free um, seminar that you can sign up for and get access to and explains a lot of what's going on. We are using plasmologens uh, still in conjunction with red light therapy and something we just learned copper one, the copper, the healthy uh, form of copper, uh, which you can get at globalhealing.com. Uh, so making sure to check out globalhealing.com. Uh, I think it's called bioactive copper. Um, but you, those three ingredients are essential for building the lattice structure for the myelin sheaths to help restore the nerves. Uh, so, so plasmologens and trust with Dr. Dan Goodow sharing copper one, uh, global healing, and then a red light therapy, or just putting yourself out in the sunrise and sunset where the red spectrum is the uh, largest um, um, or more frequent wavelength. Let's go to Michelle G here. She says, I have a family member that has been uh, recently developed eye floaters. I've been listening to your shows since I attended healing conference. Hey, thank you everybody who's attended healing for the ages and everything. We really appreciate you. Um, and floaters have been mentioned, but I was wondering, how do you get rid of floaters? Nicola, how do you get rid of floaters? Well, I think the first thing to understand is a little bit on the background. Um, when there's certain toxicity that enters into the body, one of the things that you can see is really dull, lifeless eyes, right? The eye whites don't appear wide or white. They can appear uh, gray or yellowish is one thing. The eyes stop to stop uh, the sparkle. And so... Cleansing the body in general is going to be very helpful. Um, specifically, I would say probably like a general body cleansing and then and then after doing that, focusing in on some liver cleansing. But one of the other things that I like to mention on this is a lot of times heavy metals play a big part in this. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be something, uh, Global Healing has a great product for um, heavy metal cleansing. 
And other things like about eye health in general, things like wearing contact lenses um, are just not good for the eyes. It's not good to put a piece of plastic over your eyes um, for a lot of reasons, but you can have a lot of uh, protein buildup as well that can occur in the eyes. And there's a beautiful recipe for um, eye drops. It's, it's a combination of apple cider vinegar, distilled water, um, and what else do we put in there? Um, I like eyebright. yeah, I write that the herb is great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what's in this recipe. I'm just blanking on it for some reason, but, um, but it's something I can, I can actually send over the recipe for these, um, eye drops. Oh, it's honey, um, honey and, uh, distilled water and apple cider vinegar, and you mix wow. them together in certain parts. And it's a little bit smart when you drop them in the eyes, but, wow, are they miraculous. So um, that might be something, Michelle, that you might be interested in. If we can uh, get in touch, let's see, I can grab your email and uh, send that over to you, that recipe. I think that would be helpful. Awesome. Well, put them in the show notes. You know, yeah. You okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that. right. I'll put them in the show notes. That's even better. Yep. I am. Right. I'll, I'll put a side note on floaters there. So I think if if you're an adult and you uh, they suddenly appear, it's definitely congestion in the body and detoxing is just like the answer. But I've had them since I was a child, and it happened in a moment, in an instant, when I got my ears pierced because those pierce that that little hole right there in your ears is actually an acupuncture point for the the coating of your eye. So, um, yeah, it happened in a second in my entire life. And, you know, it, there's, there's, it's not changed. And maybe they're not considered floaters in that case. Maybe they're considered something else, but always had these little specks, but it's after that, that point, that eye point in my ears was punctured. Hmm. Yeah. Let's move over to another question from Sarah. Sarah says, other than wormwood, what gets rid of parasites? Let's go to Dr. J for that. I like black walnut and senna and scare sagrada. Those are wonderful. Um, great healing to get rid of parasites, but um, sweet wormwood is probably number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think all the historical texts support that as well. Um, and then of course there's all kind of plasma curing compounds that we've been learning about. And um, it's pretty hard to find something with a high oxygen radical absorbance capacity, otherwise known as ORAC, right? That's a rating of the antioxidant potential of a particular herb or, um, or fruit or vegetable or grain. Um, but it's pretty hard to find something with a very high ORAC value like cinnamon and it not to be caustic to the parasites. The antioxidants actually that are used by the plants to um, protect themselves, the antioxidants are part of the plant's immune system. And it just so happens that when we ingest those plants, their antioxidants actually act as a part of our immune system too, to get rid of parasites. Um, next question we got was from Lydia. Lydia says, I have an autoimmune reaction to gluten after COVID. I get crazy vertigo and I feel like dying. Is there a way to get rid of this? I felt fine after gluten before I got COVID. Okay, first thing I would say is, why would you want to force something upon your body if your body's telling you you it doesn't like it? 
That doesn't make sense. The only way to do something wrong with the application of the healing sciences is to force it, Lydia. So if your body's saying gluten is not right for you right now, maybe try honoring it, saying, okay, it's not right for us right now. We'll maybe try it again a little bit later. Um, but one of the things you can do is get a delayed food allergy screening. We do those at the Energetic Health Institute. Just go to uh, energetichealthinstitute.org, get one. We'll have somebody uh, help um, teach you about what your report says, and you can make the decisions for yourself. But I would tell you this, um, I was allergic to yeast years ago. <clears throat> and if I even thought of yeast, if this is how intense the allergy was, I would have a psychosomatic reaction, meaning if I even thought that I had, had been exposed to yeast, I could inspire an immune response, okay? Yeah, it's a, a, it's a very real thing, unfortunately, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But I had to have an honest conversation with myself. And that honest conversation is what advice would I give somebody who was going through the same experience? Would I give them the advice of just let's try everything in the world to try to get rid of that immunological response? Or would I give them the advice of trust your body and maybe honor your body a little bit? Your body's saying it doesn't want this right now. How about you give it what it wants because it gives you so much in return? And once I had that honest conversation, I decided to go for, I, I said I was going to go six months without any yeast. And something miraculous happened, Lydia. Within 17 days, I started feeling amazing. And I learned that, hey, there's a value in simply listening to the messages that our body shares with us. So I hope that helps. That's all the time we have. These are some more great questions in here, folks. And we wish we could get to all of them in this show. We'll have to, you'll have to tune back in next week when we pick it up from here. But um, just want to say thank you all so much. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you, Dr. J, for hanging out tonight. Had some fun on air and off air. And we want to say to everyone out there, we love you very much. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Um, if you are interested uh, in learning how to help people recover or need of recovery yourself, go to energetichealthinstitute.org. We have an artist cellular healing um, uh, class starting up on February 16th. We have a detox class starting on March 22nd. Make sure you check those out and issue our holistic nutrition certification. We think you'll really, really love them. A lot of information to share, especially like we talked about with the net effect pH and which foods are alkalizing. Um, but Please, everybody, um, just thank you so much for all the love, all the support, and uh, may God shine his divine light down upon us all. Everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. And may we have the courage to receive such a blessing should he offer it to us. Until we get to hang out again, we say to you, aloha, and adios. Adios.